Welcome to Not Quite Right. My name's Ed. And I'm Amanda. Today, we'll be possibly humiliating Amanda <laughs> by discussing her Teenage Hanson fanfiction, <laughs> High Doses of Obsession. I can't wait. I feel like I explained last time that it's an anti-fanfiction, but anyway, go on. And we'll be talking about fanfiction in general. But first, Amanda, we forgot to celebrate our birthday. We did. So it's been one year of Not Quite Right, which was technically before the last episode released. Mm. But there can be quite a lag between the recording and the releasing of the episode. Mm, especially here at Not Quite Right. <laughs> yeah, it takes quite a while to knock these random discussions into something that is <laughs> listenable. So yeah, it didn't even cross my mind last time we spoke. No. But it's been a year. The first episode we released, which was called Citizen Train, we released on the 23rd of October mm. in 2022. Mm-hmm. Which is my daughter's birthday, actually. Oh, yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah. So... You should have remembered the birthday then. I did. I remembered it well. I believe we wished each other happy birthday. <laughs> that's at the true. Time. That's true. We did. We did. But it was after the episode was recorded. Yeah. All right. And so in that year, we've released 23 episodes. Mm-hmm. 23 episodes. <laughs> <laughs> we've really improved since then too. We've really we've learned so a lot about we're just We're speaking. like pros now. Yeah. We're just... <laughs> so in that time, we've released 23 episodes. Um, that's if you count all the bonus episodes mm-hmm. and all of the extra episodes, which is not too bad for what is theoretically a monthly podcast. Mm. Through that time, we've had listeners from over 30 countries. We checked the stats today. Mm-hmm. And we've done a lot in those 12 months. We covered the Words on the Waves Writers Festival yep. last year and yeah. hope to do so again this year. That was a lot of fun. And the big one is that we ran the Not Quite Right Prize, which was yes. also a lot of fun. It was. A lot and of reading too, a lot if of I reading, recall. A lot of reading. <laughs> But, of course, we're doing it again in January. Can't wait. And we've had a great response so far. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, I think when we kicked this off, like we knew obviously from the first round when about 700 people entered that writing competitions are good fun and that we would get a good response. But not knowing as it's our first paid comp, you know, how that would go, we've actually been really pleasantly surprised by um, the take-up. But what's been more surprising, I think, is how many people have taken us up on the uh, the critique package. Yes. Yeah. So we decided to add as an optional extra, sort of last time we did it after the fact, mm. for personalised feedback. This time we've wrapped it up together and we thought maybe like 5 to 10% yeah, of people yeah. would be interested. And it's well over a third of the people who are entering so far are uh, wanting that extra feedback. So clearly there's a need there. And we did get some lovely feedback ourselves last time from Mm. the people who did take us up on it last time that they got a lot out of it. So, yeah, hopefully we can, you know, help boost some people's flash fiction skill in the process. which is fantastic. But we have, so far, as of recording Mm. this, no one has yet taken the leap Mm. and bought the Daredevil package. I'm waiting for the day. The Daredevil package is where we read and critique your story live, in quotes, on the podcast. Mm -hmm. So we're really looking forward to that and we hope that at least one person or more snags that one. I don't know. Would you do it if it was you? I think you you do have to be a bit of a daredevil. Mm -hmm. You you do have to be able to accept criticism. Mm. Like It's not a roasting. We're not here to roast your story, but we're here to be honest. Yeah, which may end up being a roasting. (laughs) (laughs) But that's really up to you. That's right. (laughs) But it's also an opportunity to get, of course, get your story read on the show and have other people hear it. Exactly. You know what, though? I would fully do it. Mm. Because I think it's like, it's pretty cool to be able to have that opportunity. How often unless you have your own podcast, which I know some of our listeners do Mm. have their own podcast where they read their own work. But yeah, to be read out, like a bit of a Radio National kind of situation. I don't know. I think it's cool. I would totally do it. But, um, and in fact, I'm about to totally do it, aren't I? Because you've read my... (laughs) Oh, that's right. We're literally about to do it. (laughs) You're going to critique me, so... Well, look, we're not going to read all 50 or so pages of of this work. Unfortunately for all the listeners. Unfortunately. But um, we may have it available on the website. Mm, Yes, we're Mm, We're we're, we're talking about that, so we'll see. There's just one problem. I did not... Check myself before I wrecked myself in this. <laughs> yeah, oh, you didn't. You didn't reread did it, no. <laughs> I remember it fairly well, I think. But, um, but I know you're reluctant to put this up on the website no. because you're still hoping to get the publishing deal out of <laughs> your um, 1997 Hanson fanfiction. When still, was this written? I'm still hoping to get the actual like proposal from any of the Hansons. Any of them. <laughs> well, your tone sure has changed since no, the Amanda that character was in the book. It was a joke. It was a joke. Okay. God, take a joke, mate. Um, we got an email actually from. Joe Skinner, who made the long list Mm. in our first comp. 
she was telling us that actually a fair few of her riders group participated like together yeah. in, the, in the comp last time, which is really cool. And that's kind of what we were doing yeah, previously. Exactly. Before. That's how we started getting together and riding. Yeah. yeah. There might be a bit of a competitive spirit in there. Mm. I know there was with us too, mm. kind of, um, but mostly it's supportive and like reading each other's work and being able to like have someone else to talk to about it as yeah. well, which is really cool. And you can be both. You can be competitive and supportive. Oh, totally. Yeah. That's exactly <laughs> what we are. But yeah, like, so anyway, hi to Joe, And um, she's a member of the Brisbane Scribes Writers Group up in Bris Vegas. But yeah, she's got her own website, which is joannaskinner.com. So J-O-H-A-N-N-A Skinner. She produces a newsletter actually called Running and Writing on her website, Joanna Skinner. We might put it yeah, in we the show put notes. Yeah, we the links in there. Which is a bit of an interesting combo. I actually love the name Running and Writing, but <laughs> I think that's cool. As someone who never got my pen license. For <laughs> I, never, I never got my never got your pen license. Oh my God, we're out here just <laughs> unlicensed. Oh God. <laughs> But yeah, so anyway, if you're interested in that, she's a runner, she's a writer, and she's a GP too. So it's mm. a bit of a combo of all those sorts of things, and it's quite good. So anyway, check that out. Yep. But yeah, if you do have a writer's group or friends who like get together, I, I hope people get together like in actual humans interacting. In a, right? in a real life in setting. In a physical yep. environment. They call that meat space these days, which is a term I'm not. Oh, uh, gross. I love that term. <laughs> <laughs> meat space. That sounds like somewhere I should avoid. Yeah, it's not, it's not is that like a, is that like a sausage fest or like <laughs> has the same connotation, doesn't it? it? Really does. Oh God, no thanks. Um, yeah, no. I hope people do get together, have some wine, get silly, have some fun with it. That'd be great. And if you do, tell us about it. Yes, please share your photos and stuff. I'd love to see. I mean, that's what we did. We just had way too much wine and mm. got ridiculous. And then occasionally we might write a sentence. Exactly. <laughs> You'd be like, all right, shut up. I'm writing now. Yeah. Oh, okay. And I'd just <laughs> sit there and wait. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but anyway, yes, I hope that spirit of competition and community mm. and whatever, like, great. That'd be wonderful. In your meat space. In your meat space. <laughs> just choose a different name for it. Don't, don't call your writer's group meat space. <laughs> <laughs> each episode, Amanda and I take turns recommending each other books or movies that we may not have chosen for ourselves. It's a segment we call Get Wrecked. And this week is a book that I would never have chosen for myself. <laughs> Rude. <laughs> because it's not available in bookstores or in libraries. There's only a single copy of it that exists. Yet. Yet. There's a book deal on the table somewhere, I'm sure. So the the novel, let's call it novella. The novella mm. is called High Doses of Obsession. So let's let's intro this first. Oh please, tell me all about it. Where did this book come from? It came from my heart <laughs> <laughs> and my loins. No, just the heart. Um, I guess what was I fourteen when I started writing it? Mm -hmm. Something like that. And um, I was bored. Like back yeah. then, I had nothing better to do. Like this is pre. Well, it's it's internet days, but it's like it's pre TikTok days. Yeah. Let's put it that way. So I had to amuse myself basically. At this time, you know, there were a few fan fictions going off online and you would download them mm. and read these fan fictions and there were Hanson fan fictions. And I'm not a massive Hanson fan. I am a Hanson fan, but not like a Hanson fan, mm -hmm. if you know what I mm -hmm. mean. And so my friends were, and I wrote this to amuse them, basically, because mm -hmm. I had heaps of time to do that. <laughs> and so was this the first thing that you've written or, or were you a writer before, apart from your diaries, which we read on the last episode? <laughs> That's where I learned about drama. Yeah, yeah no, I, I would write bits and pieces here and there mm. and stuff, but that was my first book, you know, yeah. like, and it's a book. I finished it. Like yeah, that, I've, finished. I've been bloody writing high off that ever since. Like, <laughs> oh, I finished that yeah. thing. So that was a big achievement. And mm. I had other friends who were writing at the same time, so it was kind of like a bit of a fun community activity. So every now and then one of us would bring a chapter in and we'd read it. And I'm not going to say the name of no, a specific friend. No, we will protect friend. the innocent protect in this episode. Well, innocent? Mm, a few people know. have asked for the names to be redacted. <laughs> so we're, we've been talking about putting this up online and we'll, we'll try to do that, but we will need to re redact certain names mm. who, who do not want to be associated with presumably you. Or Hanson. <laughs> yeah, actually, I thought it was just the Hanson thing, but now that you mention it, maybe it's the other. <laughs> um, but, you know, back then, oh, back then they were associating with it, I tell you that. Mm. Big fans. So it was good fun, basically. And I, I have said it's like an anti-fan fiction because it's – and you will – now that you've read it, you mm. didn't believe me, but it's incredibly sarcastic, right? And, like, 
basically trying to roast my friends and how much they were in love with Hanson. Yeah. But at the same time, still completely being a fan fiction yeah. as well. No, so so look, there is a, I mean, on that, there is a character. There's an Amanda character yes. in this and, and she has your first name, but not your she, last name. She may or but may she, not be based on me. No, exactly. but she's clearly you. She's 100% you. <laughs> what and, name did I give her? What's the name? Oh God, I can't remember her, her last name. Okay. It's mentioned a few times, yeah, right. but it wasn't your last name. I was going to ask you about that actually, but um, you know, you've said that it's a anti-fan fiction and you're not a true Hanson fan there's a lot of denial going on <laughs> and there wasn't a lot of denial going on in this book as well so the uh, the amanda character is very aloof and she's very above it all everyone loves hansen but not her no not her <laughs> the she, one who wrote the fucking she book. goes along with it she's there <laughs> <laughs> what, what are you saying <laughs> so of course uh, one of the Hansons, Isaac, I believe, falls in love with you. But as if you wouldn't. And, and not I mean, with me, excuse me, not with me. With Amanda the character. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> whose surname who's, is not who's a completely different person. Completely. Hang on, pause. Mm. I'm just wondering what the surname is, because I think it actually matters. I wouldn't just call myself any surname. It's not Smith, right? Yeah, here it is. Amanda Thorpe. I knew it. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it wasn't a coincidence. Yeah, that's that's a very intentional mm. surname there. That's not just picked out of a name generator online. Okay. Um, because I had a fairly offensively massive crush on Ian Thorpe, the swimmer. Oh my God. <laughs> Was it reciprocated? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, you know, had he met me, mm. things for him might have been different that's now. That's right. <laughs> Just as they were for Isaac Hansen. Exactly. I mean, he might not have gone into the pearl business and, you know, things could be different. Mm. Anyway, my uh, my hotmail was Amanda Thorpe. Like, oh, my God. Seriously. Yeah. I was obsessed. I should have written an Ian Thorpe fanfic. Yeah. That's that what I should have something. done. That would have been very raunchy. <laughs> Can't distance yourself from that one. <laughs> he falls in love with me, but like, whatever. <laughs> I, I acknowledge that he's, like, really hot Obsessed and famous, but at the same time, mm, you know, I'm putting other stuff on that I'm doing with my life. <laughs> Super busy. <laughs> Super busy. These are the vibes that Amanda <laughs> puts out. I have to say, actually, my mum rang me mm. after our last episode went live. Mm. Just and to said, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. She rang me just to say how happy she was at how hard you'd roasted me. <laughs> She's like, oh, that was pretty funny. And then went on to describe how amused she was by basically me being raked over the coals. <laughs> Love you, mum. Carry on. Now that we've established the main character and, and the, her real That's right, the, the real passion. main character. Because the, the purported protagonist is your friend Rachel. Yes. Right. And, yeah. and the book is about her. Yeah. But but you do take over a little bit in some point. Some point. <laughs> it's kind of that I think equally sound like me. It's equally about you and uh, and about her. You know, come to think of it, maybe it's a fan fiction about Rachel. I think it might be. <laughs> <laughs> and so your friend Rachel, she's the handsome lover. Yes, one yeah. off. Yes, and she still is to this day. She as I she understand. very much is to this day. You know, she's in a committed relationship, but I'm sorry, Tim, you'd be dropped like a book. hot she's, potato, mate. She is in a committed relationship with Taylor Hanson. <laughs> <laughs> they have 16 children together. <laughs> Do they really? Well, they so, have several. <laughs> I can't remember how many exactly. It was at least six. I just want to shout out. I just want to say hi to Rachel, hi to Natalie, and hi to Redacted. <laughs> <laughs> And, you know, I hope after this you put on a lovely, you know, handsome Christmas album or something. Enjoy it. <laughs> Snowed in. Enjoy. All right. So I think we should give a little bit of a, a plot synopsis, maybe a little bit of a walkthrough of, of what happens okay. in this should novella. We? Because, well, because sometimes we talk about books and movies with the assumption that people may have seen them already. Um, and in this case. In this case, we know that they haven't, although we will try and put it on the website. So if it is on there, you can check your little podcast app and there will be a link. If there's no link, it means that something's gone wrong and we can't do it. Maybe there's a pending, there's a cease and desist yeah, for your there is. Maybe friend. I've Maybe I've got some uh, vague publishing news about it and I have to just vague tweet about it. Like, mm. 
I've got some news, can't tell you what it is, <laughs> but I can't put it up online. Yep. And the news is, next thing you know, you're getting a wedding invitation for me and Isaac. <laughs> <laughs> because he found it online and he's like, <laughs> I've got to meet this girl. <laughs> you know, ultimately, like, that is the objective of any fan fiction. Mm. Like, no, that's please. true. <laughs> Because you know all of these celebrities are just reading their own fan. I'm well, sorry. Celebrity, I would you? fully fucking would. Mm. Would you not? Yeah, I think I think so. Although, okay, in preparation for this episode, I was looking into fan fiction a little bit and um, there was like some dark site that was talking mm. about like Hanson fan fiction, but it was going into like all this incest stuff, which is yeah. just <laughs> with the Hansons. It's 2023. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> What, all, what does all that of, mean? <laughs> like, yeah, is it, it's not acceptable or no, is it acceptable? I mean, everything's been done. And once oh, everything's been done, you've got to, oh, you've you've got got to like, level. go to the I edges. See. Well, I'm not yeah. sure that this was uh, even recent. Like, this is probably extremely old stuff. But anyway, I'm like, okay, so that stuff, I don't think I would be reading. <laughs> <laughs> um, if it was me, even out of curiosity, I think I would draw the line and be mm. like, I don't think I need to read that. Yeah. But, yeah, the fan, why wouldn't you? You having a bad day? Come on. Mm. That's like massive ego boost, surely. Yeah. Or not. Maybe it's, maybe you're like, oh my God, my fans are illiterate or whatever. Yeah, because, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, celebrities say things like, I don't Google myself mm. and I don't, you know, I don't, I don't look up rumors about myself. And I think like, if you were a celebrity though, that's probably true. Because yeah, because you'd so have much so much hate. Yeah, you don't want to expose yourself to all of that yeah. stuff. So you probably avoid reading fan fiction and going on fan sites and things because you might read something that once you've read it, you just you, can't well, forget once it. you've read it, it might end your marriage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, no, I don't know. I mm. wonder. I wonder if I feel like I would to some extent. Yeah. Like I'm not going to be absolutely scraping the internet for every single thing mm. that was written, but certainly if something passed my way, I reckon how mm. could you not? It's curiosity. Yeah. So let's let's talk about um, high doses of obsession and just remind us what where does the title come from? Um, so there was another fan fiction written by someone I don't know, but it was called High Doses of Hanson, mm-hmm. and that would was coming out at around that time. It was quite popular. Like I I wish I had some stats on it, but I'm sure like this was pre Wattpad or whatever, but it would have had a lot of people reading it. And, and what so, year are we talking? Well, this is year two thousand, right? It says two well, K on that. Okay, so that's when I finished it, mm. and I would have finished it as a gift for her 16th birthday. Yeah. Um, but I think I probably started it writing it when I was about 14. Yeah. Realistically, which is basically sort of when we became good friends. Yeah. So I think I was probably writing it for a while and like, yeah, it might be weeks or months go and then I'd bring a new chapter to school. And there are actually no chapters in this. It is one. Isn't there? Oh, it's God. one chapter. It's one okay. big long story. <laughs> <laughs> big long screed. Like. Manifesto. <laughs> <laughs> But really, it is the story of Rachel, and it is the story of Rachel's dreams coming true. Mm. And it opens, you're you're at school together, Mm -hmm. and Rachel has entered a competition to go and meet Hanson on Mm. their visit to Australia. And it gets right into the action, which I like, straight into it. And she wins the competition on, like, page two or three. And, of course, everyone's excited. And she's thrilled. All of her Hanson friends are thrilled. The Amanda character is, of course, above it all. She's <laughs> she's thrilled on Rachel's behalf, but she doesn't really care about Hanson. She doesn't really want anything to do with them. And meanwhile, all of Rachel's friends are fighting over who gets to go with Rachel to meet Hanson. So, at this point, I'd just like to point yeah. out that you are above me being above <laughs> being in love with Hanson. So, where are you at? I'm not the in one the story. who you knew all their names last time we were talking about it. Stop trying to deflect. Oh, okay. So in the end, Rachel decides to invite you along. Why and wouldn't you? Maybe it's had something to do with the fact that you're not competing with her. You're not in any kind of competition with her to see who can get Taylor because that's her mission here. Mm. Is she wants to hook up with Taylor. Yeah. So you both travel to the hotel where it all kind of takes place. <laughs> I'm ex- you, did you remember what I'm happens in this? I'm experiencing such a wave of regret right now. It's like washing over me. It's like it's, like it's fine, 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 and then just oh, it's like, oh my <laughs> drowning. god! 
Do you do you remember what you what you I wrote? Do, I do. Here? I remember okay, it well. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's not there's nothing there's nothing terrible in here as you know. So you travel to the ho- <laughs> You travel to the hotel in order to go to the concert where you're going to meet Hanson, right? But when you get to the hotel, you decide to go for a little swim. <laughs> And leave Rachel well, in her room. So you're bored. Rachel's, I would do that. That tracks. Yeah. I would totally do that. So you go for a swim. And who do you? Who should you meet in the swimming who. pool? Who could it be? But the entire Hanson family. <laughs> so this is without Rachel's knowledge. Instead of like letting Rachel know, hey, come down to the pool. <laughs> this is, we didn't have phones, I'd like to point out. It's not like I was texting it. Like no, but you were in the hotel pool. I was and she wet. Was in the hotel. What am I going to do? <laughs> go get her. So you're all having fun in the pool and you know who they are, but like, you know, you're not going to let that get to you. You're just going to play it cool. And so you engage in some sort of water game. I can't remember what the game was. Water polo or something Marco like that. Marco polo or something. Something like that. Okay. And of course you're competitive and you, you are on, I think you're on Isaac's team and you win. Mm-hmm. You play for two hours. It's called you play two hours, two hours in the pool Croony. with, with the Hanson family mm-hmm. playing this water game and you win. Okay. Of course. Naturally. This is, this is like, I'm riding it. I get to win. <laughs> and, and in the course of two hours, Isaac Hansen falls in love with you. <laughs> Why did you say it like that? Like as if it you was like. You said it like that. <laughs> <laughs> Literally a quote for quote, like. In the course of two hours. Well, I think you describe it something like he's never seen such an amazing, beautiful and talented girl in his whole life. And Piss off. I did not say that. I might have. It's, it's actually not far it's, off. Is it between the lines or is it? Like I don't think it's lines. that far between the lines. I think it's on the lines. Okay. So you return to the hotel room and you don't mention anything to Rachel because you don't want to. No, because you don't want to you don't want to get her upset that you've had this experience with, right. with Hanson. Yeah. Um, because it's her dream and you don't care about them at all. So you're just like, whatever. What a bitch. Mm. Sorry, no, Rachel. No, but you're, you're trying you're looking out for her feelings. Okay. All right. And I think it comes out later and I think she's cool with it. Mm-hmm. Know, but what She it, would be. Yeah. So, well, actually. She's cool about a lot of things. There's one thing she's not I think cool she's, about. <laughs> what's that one thing? Hanson. Okay. <laughs> I thought there was some no. something in your past that oh, um, you're about to confess. No. No, I think she's cool with it because of what happens next. Yeah, right. So you meet backstage and you're introduced to Hanson. And of course, they, they remember you because they spent two hours in the pool with you mm, yeah. just the Be day before or earlier that day even. I can't remember the, the chronology of it. And Isaac is like, wow, I thought I was never going to see you again. <laughs> and... This is amazing, and now we can be together. And meanwhile, Taylor catches sight of Rachel. And Taylor, in this story, has never had a girlfriend Mm -hmm. and has never really expressed much of an interest in girls, which has worried the other brothers a little bit. Oh, And so they were pleased, like, oh, finally. (laughs) He's finally found a girl that he's into, and it's Rachel. And they... At 14 years old or whatever he was. Yeah. <laughs> they just... <laughs> they hit it off. They're making out in the limo. Oh, jeez. It's um, Actually, I it's do on. recall that. It's on. Everyone falls in love instantly. So, Taylor... Oh, they're 14. Taylor falls in love with Rachel, who's never met anyone like her. Isaac falls in love with you or Amanda. Sorry, Amanda Thorpe. Amanda Thorpe. But you're not really reciprocating that. You're keeping him at arm's length. And you're chatting with Zach, who is the little brother. And you're just like kind of chatting with him and being friends and being too cool for Isaac. Like the rest of the story past that, I I think it's kind of just antics Mm. um, around this relationship. Mm -hmm. So it's a bit of a fling. What what Blake Snyder would call fun and games. mm, There's a little bit of like a a comedy of errors thing happening here and and shenanigans are taking place in various locations. (laughs) The following day after this, because of course everyone... Is it um, hot in here? (laughs) 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 Just sweating. Everyone (laughs) breaks for the evening and says their goodbyes and like, oh, you know, it's another case of we're never going to see each other again. Taylor and Rachel, there's talk of a long distance relationship Mm. and how can we make it work? Go back to the hotel and it turns out (laughs) not only are they staying at the same hotel, but 
the entire floor of the hotel is empty because you can't just be Hanson on the same floor as all the plebs. No. Because you're going to get harassed. You're going to get harassed by me. But but of course you would put the two biggest fans <laughs> the two on the biggest same liabilities <laughs> on the same floor as Hanson because that makes total sense. Yeah. We won the competition, mate. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And so Hanson get wind of this and they they kind of break into the hotel room. Oh, that's creepy. Yeah. yeah. And and you're both in your pajamas and Oh, that wouldn't of, fly in twenty twenty three. And Rachel's embarrassed about it. But you're cool with it because you don't care what they think. <laughs> <laughs> and it actually says that in there. You're like like Of course it does. But Amanda doesn't really care what they think. Who's she trying to impress anyway? True. And then there's this whole thing where this comedy of errors situation where you fall asleep on a bed, but Isaac is there and then people open the door and they find that you're oh, in the same bed and they're yeah. like, oh my God, but you wake up and you didn't know he was there. And it's, it's, it's all, and he didn't know, but when he realizes he's really excited, he's like, oh my God. How do we not know? What were we hopped up on know. goop balls? No, you got really tired. There's a whole explanation about oh. how you were really tired because okay. it'd been a long day, and then you just wanted to. I think Taylor was trying to get you out of the no, room. No, I'm sorry, so I asked. No, it's Rachel. fine. I'm sorry, I asked. Move on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so an evening of interesting antics, and at some point Rachel's mum turns up, but everything is above board. Like nothing, mm. no, nothing oh, sus yeah, happens. No. It's, there's it's no incest. No, it's, it's a, there's a fair amount of kissing, but it doesn't go any further. Mm-hmm. And basically, I mean, look, I'm going to cut to the end because it is I, it is a lot. It I is. have, I actually have the meat sweats. <laughs> <laughs> that is what I'm experiencing. That's the issue. Yeah. So at the end of it, um, Rachel and Taylor agree to uh, to try a long distance relationship, at least until they're older and they can kind of take things to the next level. Mm. And Hugh and Isaac, I, I think that there there is some sort of hookup at the end. I believe that you do. Oh my god, that's the climax of, of the story, mate. Yeah, sorry. How did you miss that bit? Yeah, okay. So for, tell, tell me what happens. Oh, well, it's kind of mean. So I don't know. Like, I don't know. What if he listens? <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's the eye thing. The eye thing. <laughs> yeah. So, I, so he had a, he had a bit of a, like a lazy eye, right? Like a like a in the sense of. One one eye didn't open as much mm-hmm. as the other. It's probably still the case, which again would not fly in twenty twenty three. Bringing mm. this up, right? No, it is twenty twenty three, and I'm bringing it up. But like that was the thing we noticed yep. about him. So ba- basically, <laughs> I can't get this out. Basically, in the climax of the story, me and Isaac kiss, and it cures his eye. <laughs> And so the other brothers comment, they're like, what happened to your eye? It's fixed now. <laughs> I'm sorry, Isaac, if you're listening. No offence. This is why you don't Google yourself when you're a celebrity, because you hear shit like this. Yeah. So after Amanda fixes Zach's eye. Isaac. Isaac's <laughs> eye, sorry. Mm-hmm. They... God. They part ways. Yeah. They good. part ways. Then thank, that's the end thank of the God. <laughs> that's the end of the novel. They go back to America, everyone lives their life, presumably, but there's an epilogue. Mm-hmm. And this is very much the Harry Potter epilogue where oh, at the end of Harry Potter, like it's it's forty years later and right. it just fills you in on what what's oh, happened and who's gotten together and, and their kids and and things like that. So exactly this is what this is the same It's it's Harry Potter it's essentially. Harry Potter. Where's my billion dollars? <laughs> <laughs> so Rachel has hooked up with Taylor, mm-hmm. and they have a bunch of kids. In fact, this is this is quite late. He's died at eighty five, and this is like what was I on? You went right to the end. You're <laughs> like you're like he died last week at eighty five. They had a, a long and happy life together. They had a bunch of kids, and it was wonderful. And what happened between yourself and Isaac? It was a brief fling, but he wasn't good enough for you, and <laughs> and so it couldn't last. But my favourite, oh <laughs> my favourite update is the one that we received about Zach. Zach was a character. After accepting his homosexuality in two thousand and nine, <laughs> he had settled down to a more private life. This is the second last <laughs> sentence. The second last paragraph of the of the book is basically, "Oh yeah, and Zach was gay." <laughs> <laughs> But the last paragraph is is quite nice. Rachel looked up from her nostalgia as her youngest great-grandson tumbled into the room. He climbed onto her lap, which had become quite used to the treatment. 
What are you doing now? Rachel inquired of the innocent boy. His small hands produced two bright yellow sticks. Me and Jacob and Greg are starting a band, he proclaimed loudly. We're going to be famous. So it all comes back around. (laughs) It's a nice ending. Yeah, did it move you to tears? <laughs> you know, I'm still getting over the, just the, from Zach just randomly being gay at the end there. Like, just how old was he at the time? Like he was, he was what? Oh, he, pr- he actually probably was my age. He probably mm. was 14 or oh, okay. something like that. That's know. right. Because it was a few years similar. after their, their debut. All right. So high doses of obsession. So what would you give it out of five? <laughs> uh, I, I'll say it's the best fan fiction I've read. And how many have you read? This is the only one. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, it wasn't bad. Like, okay, so I'll tell you what's good about it is the sense of excitement in the story. Like, it's a a pretty compelling story. You're clearly loving it and everyone's loving it. I thought I was aloof. (laughs) (laughs) The Amanda character is aloof, but the narrator... Is, is bringing it all to life. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it was interesting. Like I read, I read it. I didn't get bored. It had an arc. Mm. It had um, a, a strong opening, I think. Okay. Kind of threw you into the action. I had a, a resolution. So what you're saying is my story had a beginning, a middle and an end. <laughs> beginning, middle and end. That was... I'll just pat myself on mm. the back. Thank you very much. How do you feel about it now after? I think it's hilarious. I, like it brings me joy. Mm. You know, it's completely stupid. But just honestly, the fact that I finished something mm. still just brings me this sense of like accomplishment, even though it was utter nonsense. And I did tell you this, so you know this already. There is a sequel. Oh. <laughs> so yeah. over lockdown, I started. Oh, a recent sequel. Yeah. Yeah. I started writing again. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You did tell me that. Yeah. 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 Over lockdown, bored, reigniting my Rachel fan fiction, mm. started writing chapters and just posting them to her yeah. just for fun, funsies. And um, it, it's an updated version. It's like Does the it continuation the gaps of the between story. the story and the epilogue. Like what happened yeah. in. in- yeah. It's them in 2020. Mm. So I'm, st- I'm still that same person. And I don't know that the prose has gotten any better. <laughs> And, and I have to say, in this case, there is a beginning, there is a middle, there is no end yet, mm. so I might have gone backwards. <laughs> well, something to look forward to. But, yeah, honestly, like, it's completely embarrassing, obviously, but also not. Mm. Like, I'm proud of it. I'm proud I finished something. And it's ridiculous. But I was like, I was 14. What do you want? Yeah, it's, it's great for 14. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's up there with maybe Sylvia Plath. I think she wrote some great stuff. <laughs> Well, when I'm a famous author, you can go back to this and just, mm. like, roast me hard. But, like, okay, the other, apart from Hydus is an obsession, the other extremely famous fan fiction that we've all heard of is Twilight. Fifty Shades of Grey. You're getting confused. I'm getting confused because Fifty Shades of Grey is Correct. Twilight fan fiction. Correct. Yes. Yeah. So, I don't know. Have you read Fifty Shades? Uh, no. I, I've read, like, a page of it. Mm. Um, I haven't read it yet. Like, I obviously know what it's all about and everything, but... um. I like was in an airport once and I picked it up and started mm. reading. It's again, yeah. Sorry if you're listening, E.L. James. It's not great. No. It's not great. And I don't know. High doses of obsession might be up there in terms of yeah. writing quality. I don't know. Certainly not in terms of uh, readership and dollars. But um, and she would have had an editor as well. Like it's yeah. if you gave this to someone and said edit it. Yeah, you know that would fix fix the fix major my problems. <laughs> But yeah, like fan fiction can go places and mm. I think it gets a bad rap. Like it's all very well and good and high again to redacted who uh, does not want to be associated with this whatsoever. But like, why? Why? Mm. Like it's fun and it's really common. Yeah. Um, I think maybe the thing that people cringe about is the situation <laughs> that some people get creative with and sometimes yeah. maybe take it to places that are... Pretty cringy and uncomfortable. Yeah. Like, you know, my my story there is pretty vanilla and tame. Mm. Like, it's no Fifty Shades. Let's no. put it that way. So the original book that Fifty Shades now is, it was called Master of the Universe. Mm-hmm. And the characters were Edward and Bella. Yeah. Right? And now it's Christian and Anna. Wait, is that it? I don't know. Something like that. Apparently, according to some, like, they ran it through some software to compare them and they're like 89% the same. So if you just take all the names out, and it's all the Cullens are yeah, gone, yeah. right? But a lot of the description remains, the familial relationships remain, but the actual characters themselves are given different names. Yeah, and the sex dungeon wasn't in Twilight. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it was in the Twilight fan fiction. This yeah. is the thing. It was. And in this world, 
Edward Cullen was a businessman. You know, mm. it, it's not like a continuation. They weren't in school together. He was a businessman yeah. and whatever. Oh, okay, so it's a whole fan fiction world that yeah. has kind of sprung out and yeah. developed separately to the it's original. It's basically like put them in an adult yeah. scenario where he's, you know, they're not in school anymore. And that's gone on to be absolutely eaten up mm. by a huge number of people. Like, love this story. So there's something to be said for it. I don't know. Yeah. It is the it is the exception though, isn't it? Like there's not much other fan fiction you can point to that that has had that kind of reach and that kind of popularity. Or it could be that this is the only one that we know about. Maybe well, that's we'll find the thing. I mean, there are others. But what springs to mind to me again, out of my love of Karate Kid, mm. uh, but Cobra Kai, yeah. it's fucking fan fiction, mate. If you are a Karate Kid fan and you go and watch Cobra Kai, you know it is written by fans. It is not written by anyone casual. Like, mm. they love it because they're passionate about it. So it's a fanfic. It's like, oh, what if Johnny was the protagonist? Mm. That's it. That's the that's the premise. And basically any reboot is like a fanfic, right? Anytime someone comes along who wasn't the original writer and who then takes those characters and puts them in a new world, like, it's the same shit, yeah. is it not? Anyone who's written a Spider-Man movie fucking loves Spider-Man yeah. and wants to write a Spider-Man movie. That's that's what that is. So, in essence, I feel like, the, I mean, bloody Disney fanfic after fanfic. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> you know, I just, I just want to also add, because I feel like it's important information, that when E.L. James originally wrote Master of the Universe, she did it under a pseudonym, mm-hmm. which was Snow Queen Ice Dragon. <laughs> Which is such an internet name generator name. Yeah. <laughs> that you just, like my mother-in-law today sent me this, well, sent our family group chat, this thing like, make your elf name for Christmas. <laughs> it's that, right? Yeah. Snow Queen Ice Dragon. Anyway, good for her. She's a bajillionaire now. But I think the other thing too, and for me, certainly, it's a, I was going to say breeding ground, but that, <laughs> that maybe is not the best choice of words. Hang on. Meat space. Meat, meat space. <laughs> um, it's a place for young writers to find themselves. And like you've got to start, mm. like you start by mimicking, right? When you yep. don't know your own style and you don't know where to go yet. Like my daughter now, she's writing basically fan fiction of um, Wings of Fire. So she's obsessed with the Wings of Fire graphic novels. Mm-hmm. She makes her own. Yeah. And they're amazing. They're friggin' amazing. But they're mimicking what, what yeah. she's seen. And it's not until she's mastered that that she's going to move on to find her own niche and her own style, which I believe that she will. Yeah, yeah I think you're 100% right. And that, that is the case, not just for writing, but thinking about, you know, filmmakers. Mm. Um, you see young filmmakers and usually their first movie often has heavy influences from, from people that they've been influenced by. Mm. Musicians as well. I mean, grow up playing certain kinds of songs and mimicking styles, and then developing their own styles. So it's it's you've got to start somewhere. I don't think you can help it. Like, there's no way to be completely immune to your influences. Like, why do you become an artist? Mm. Because some other person's art made you yeah. feel passionate about it, and I think that's where that comes from. Mm. Like the book I'm writing now, for example, mm. that's kind of a fan fiction still. I think about all the influences that have gone into it. We've talked about it before. It's the Goonies for girls. That's what I've said mm. because I love the Goonies. I've used that as a massive influence in the story, like massive influence. It's not the Goonies, right? And never would be. I, I would never dare to think yeah. it is the Goonies, my God. But that's absolutely like the energy I was trying to channel, not to mention a million other influences. Like I, I can see in my own writing there's Stephen King in there, mm. you know, um, there's Babysitter's Club in there. Yeah. There's all of these things that have just come into this crazy melting pot. There's Ando and Matthew McConaughey here <laughs> and there. Some they inserted themselves in there. <laughs> you know, and there's a little bit of the Amanda who wrote the fan fiction as well, like mm. a, maybe a little bit of a, a lot of that. But I'm I'm completely imp- – oh, actually, like it's basically a love letter to Australian big things. That's mm-hmm. what – like I'm obsessed with the kitsch – Australian big things yeah. and it is my fan fiction to that yeah. and I've been working on that for 10 years like that's passion man you mm. gotta have some passion about something and speaking as someone who used to be a 14 year old girl if you could bottle that energy of being obsessed with stuff yeah and that's where that creativity is like springing from and it's the shit that makes you finish a book mm. finish writing like you have to have that level of passion to actually bother to get to the end I think that's right. 
one of the challenges I think in writing and art in general, like if you trying to chase that trying to get a, a, that single minded passion about something, it's a lot more accessible when it's something that you know and you love and you recognize mm. to be able to create that passion from scratch, to create that world that you are like really interested in and obsessed with mm. out of your, your own head is very difficult. The characters already exist. And, mm. the, and that's the other part of it. Certainly for my example here, there's a community aspect. People want to read it, mm. not because of you as the writer, but because of the, t- the subject matter. Like yeah. they're obsessed with that and they'll bloody read anything if it's got their name on it. So you're, you're with a community who's like also passionate about what you're doing and that can be really rewarding as yeah. well. And certainly like in my case, like writing for friends who were so excited to read it. That's a mm. really good feeling. Like, can you imagine any other topic I could have written about that would yeah. have had them, like, hanging out to, like, no. They wanted to read about yeah. themselves in this fictional world. I was also listening to another podcast, which is The Witch Trials of J.K. Rowling. Mm-hmm. We talked about that, didn't yeah, we? we did. Did you listen? I have, yes. You have. Like, this is another podcast, by the yeah. way, for those who haven't heard it. It's quite good. I would recommend yeah, it. It's, it's quite good. interesting. And especially if you are interested in maybe the, the drama around J.K. Rowling now and the mm. kinds of maybe um, cancelable things that yep. she has said. And, and I certainly was. I've read her manifesto, inverted commas, and I'm, I'm interested in the topic. Anyway, this, this podcast, I think, handles it really, really well. So absolutely mm. go listen if you're interested. But one of the things she talks about is how in the early days, she would go onto these fan forums yeah. where people were talking about Harry Potter and their theories, you know, and posting fan fiction and stuff like that. And she was saying that she would, she'd go under a pseudonym, obviously, mm. and even if she didn't, no one would believe it yeah. was her, so that's fine. But she was just going, just sort of lurking. And she said, she, like, people would have a theory, and I can't think of an example. Go listen to the podcast. I'm sure mm. it covers it. But someone would propose a theory and she'd be like, oh, no, 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 I think. And she would say the, yeah. the, the accurate situation. And then they would just, like, boo her out of the yeah. like the forum because for being so inaccurate and wrong about Harry Potter and how dare you and and she's the author. Yeah. So I mean people get so passionate about it. I think that's quite fascinating as well. The fact that she would go on these forums and this is the thing. I do think these celebrities are curious mm. enough to go and to go and check it out. But imagine that. Yeah. Imagine you're the author. Or imagine you're the celebrity. It's like a one of those deep fake videos where like your face ends up on some, well, you know, but I saw a an interview with J.K. Rowling as well that was recorded just after I think she'd written but not yet published the second book, The Chamber of Secrets, mm. where she talked about it was kind of early on in the Potter fandom as it was just kind of taking off and she was newly like a celebrity mm. and she was talking about her history and her experience writing the book. And I, and I would suggest anyone who's a writer to look up that interview and watch it because it's fascinating to see what her process was and how she came to the thing. And going back to your point about being obsessed about something, you, she was clearly obsessed mm. with Harry Potter, like mm. this thing that she'd created. She said she'd been writing for, I think this is from memory, but I think she'd been writing for 10 years, Yeah, not the novels, but just about yeah. Harry Potter, about the characters, about the places, just writing, 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 creating this whole world until she got to the point where she would – eventually write a novel, mm. but she started that, on, that is a plotter and a half. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. She was so obsessed with the whole world she'd created that mm. that's how it kind of rose out of nothing. So I think you know, obsession is really important. I think it's essential. Like it, anybody who writes, like it's not fun. Mm. Most of the time it is a slog. It's painful. It's torturous. Like even if you're successful to finish a book, then it's the query stage and you just want to throw yourself off yeah. a cliff. And a lot of writers like fully have thrown themselves off cliffs <laughs> or like walked well, into rivers with or lakes with pebbles with, in there. Yeah, rocks yeah. in their pockets. Like it, it's hard. Mm. And so you have to be obsessed. And I, speaking for myself and my book slash books, you know, that I've been working on for over 10 years, like why am I doing that? Mm. Because I really love it. And no one's going to love it as much as me. Yeah. But someone else only has to spend two hours reading it. Yeah. I've spent 10 years writing it, yeah. you know, so that care factor definitely has to be there to some degree. Yeah. You can never really write for someone else. I think you have to always find that purpose within yourself. Otherwise, it's not going to work. 100%. And that's what makes all the writing special. And, and I, I think that probably is the best advice for writers is, you know, not that write what you know bullshit, mm. but write what you're obsessed about yeah. because only you are going to be able to 
convey that. And if what you're obsessed about is already a piece of art that exists, then you can just riff on that and, yep. and make something new from that. Like we've, we've talked about reboots and things. I just watched, forced my children to watch uh, Mighty Ducks last night. Um, there's like a Mighty Ducks reboot. Like if mm. you love something enough, you can, you can create something new out of what's already there. So I think we were joking before we started recording that we're not going to find any great overarching themes in your fan fiction, but I think the theme is high doses of obsession <laughs> are needed as a, when you're writing. 100%. With Amanda. <laughs> and with J.K. Rowling and with E.L. James. But I was thinking about too, like, you know Game of Thrones, right? Mm -hmm. Like famously not finished, yeah. right? Famously. Yes. But like the TV series went on to have a season beyond mm -hmm. what the books had. Yeah. Is that not fan fiction? Yeah, it's, it's a kind of fan fiction. I think there are, I mean, there are lots of shows like that. Is I'm it fan fiction or is it like, I want money? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but, but I think for, from my understanding of that show, like when they started it, they had expected it to be finished by the time they got there, but he just never, he didn't cooperate. He's just chilling. He's chilling. He's loving life. Chilling like Look a right. He's lost his obsession, low yeah. doses of obsession. He's too, he's too old. <laughs> but I think there are lots of TV shows like that as well. The other one I'm thinking of is Handmaid's Tale, mm. which was the season one was the uh, Margaret Atwood novel. Mm. And then they just took it from there on for another and five or six seasons. completely jumped over the shark. <laughs> they, they cleared it. They jumped it. I'm, I'm, I'm still watching it. I, I want to see what happens, mm. basically. But they've been kind of languishing in, like, where the hell are we going for quite a while? Oh, God. What, okay, question. Mm. Hark back now to when you were 14. What were you obsessed with? What would you have written a fanfic about? I was going to say Star Trek, maybe. And then I remembered... That when I was 15, you did write a Star Trek. I didn't write a Star Trek, but oh. we made a, a short movie. Oh. We made a See? about a fifteen minute movie, like, oh. and you're wrecking it to me. Uh, it's on a um, I believe I've got it still on an eight millimeter Holy tape. Holy shit! But, but it's I don't know if it. We don't know how to get how it to off that it, into. And I don't even know where it is. But no, it was a, it was a we me and some friends one day we oh you like, had friends. <laughs> <laughs> You get really nice when you drink. <laughs> you have just been fucking roasting me for the past You're, two hours. This roast itself. <laughs> so here's what we did. We went to the newsagent or whatever the whatever it was back in those days, and we bought like a black piece of cardboard, a big black piece nice. of cardboard, and put little pinholes in it. Okay. And held that's the stars. Sticky tape that up what? against the window, and that was the stars. Oh. And then we had a little Special enterprise, effects. and we we and we had little sets and stuff and Amazing. we did the voice and things i remember the first half of it being pretty good okay and then we kind of lost interest in yeah. and uh, one of the guys kind of just wrapped it up and it was a bit shit <laughs> but the first part was good and we had some good little special effects and it mm. was quite fun so uh, i remember editing it with two vcrs so we Stop. We copied Stop. the tape. Yeah, we copied the tape because I had no editing equipment. You there was no press, computers. You got to press pause and record at the same time, or whatever. Whatever it is, the combo. Yeah. So, editing. so we taped the whole thing onto a VHS tape, mm -hmm. and then we had a, the blank one there. And so I would cue up the bit and then play record at the same mm. time and record that Jeez. and stop and then go to the next bit and just edited it with a with a VCR. That would have taken forever. It was only a ten minute movie. Okay. Like it was pretty short. So I did make a Star Trek fan fiction. Yay! <laughs> we've all got we've all got our little mm. secrets, our skeleton in the closet. Yeah, I'd forgotten all about that oh, one. There you go. All right, it's my turn to recommend something back to you, and my recommendation is a short story by James Joyce oh. called "The Dead," called Ulysses. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a little story. It's called The Dead, and it is the last and the longest short story in Dubliners. I didn't actually know that was a short story collection, so I've just yeah. had my mind blown there. I didn't know it was capable of anything as short, <laughs> to be honest with you. They're regarded as some of the best short stories and particularly groundbreaking in you know modernising the short story, I guess. Mm -hmm. I have read this collection some time ago. It's been many years. So basically you're hoping I can just refresh your memory. Is that what this yeah, is Yeah, so about? let's read it again together. And, and the the thing about this is it's a Christmas story. Oh. Like, so, okay. you know, Christmas, it's the most wonderful time of the year. 
<laughs> so I've heard. <laughs> and it's coming up to Christmas. So we'll probably end up talking about this in January. Mm-hmm. And maybe I mean, later. as we speak, Mariah Carey is defrosting. That's right. And yeah, let's let's see. Like, I'll be interested to see. Like, do we agree with the hype around James Joyce as a writer mm-hmm. of short stories? And let's see. You know, if this is in fact one of the greatest short stories of all time. Oh, it is. Geez. It is. All right. Well, no, is that it, what we're dealing it with? It tops here? lists. It tops okay. like greatest short story lists. Right. So let's let's see. It was written almost a hundred years ago. Am I like, allowed to be up? aloof about it or not? No one hooks up in a limo in this one, but like, <laughs> then I don't want to know about falls it. Falls in love in a pool. Boring. No. Well, no, no. Before we, mm. sorry, are you telling me you think it's the best story? That's what we're here to find out. Ooh. And that about wraps it up. We'll be back in about a month to talk about James Joyce and the dead and to read your not quite right prize entries, which we're very much looking forward to in I January. I can't wait. I'm mm. so excited. And until then, right on. Right on. Thank you for listening to Not Quite Right. If you'd like to reach us via email or follow us on social media, you can find all the links on our website, notquiterightpodcast.com. That's W-R-I-T-E. And if you enjoyed the show, we'd love it if you could leave us a five-star review on your favourite podcasting app. Something doesn't seem quite right. So, weirdly, our demographics, mm. number one, yep. by a long shot, is Australia. We've got the most listeners in Australia. Woo-hoo. Followed by the Get United States. Get a dog Sorry, that's a personal joke that I should not be saying. On the <laughs> I was going to say, is that a phrase I have not? No, it's, it's actually not a personal joke if you're a fan of Carl Barron. Oh, yeah. So. Okay. I'm a fan of Carl Barron. Great, but you're still not not with me there. I haven't memorised his complete works, but mm. to our American listeners, get a dog up here. (laughs) What for? (laughs) What kind of dog? (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, God, I'm sweating. It's all that talk of meat space. Do you ever just get the meat sweats? Do you ever get the meat sweats? <laughs> you eat too much when you meat. eat too much meat, yeah. <laughs> it's not so much the quality as the quantity, <laughs> if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, it's too hot in here. <laughs> I've lost it. I've lost the plot.